You're listening to RHR Talks, the podcast where the RHR team talks all things recruitment and advertising. If you missed out on the latest RHR Talks workshop, don't panic. You can listen right here. RHR consultants Danielle and Isabel offer their industry knowledge around preparing for that all-important interview. Whether you're an established professional with lots of interviews behind you, or you're new to the interview process, we really think there's something here for everyone. Danielle and Isabel discuss preparing for interview, performing an interview, and how to navigate that post-interview process. We were overwhelmed with the response and feedback from this latest workshop, so hope you'll find this just as useful when navigating the interview process. Welcome to the second RHR Talks workshop. This is a part of a series of webinars where consultants from RHR share our experiences to help you ensure that you're getting the most out of your job search. So I'm Danielle and I'm joined by Izzy. Um, I've been with RHR for over four years now, specialising in all things head office. Um, Isabel, introduce yourself. Hi everyone, great to see so many faces today. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm Izzy. I'm from the Birmingham office. I've been with RHR for a very long time. Uh, I work on vacancies from sort of junior management level right up to director level um, in all sorts of areas, sort of HR, econ, retail, healthcare, call centres, distribution, you name it, I've recruited for it. Perfect. So today we are aiming to make sure you feel confident that you are doing the right things to maximise your chances when taking part in interviews. So if you have any questions, please feel free to pop them into the chat box as we have some consultants at hand that are ready to come back to you. Um, Do grab a pen and paper if you can. If not, not to worry. We will be sending over a PDF doc just to follow up with everything we discussed today. So for some people, interviews can be a pretty daunting experience. They really don't have to be. And if you are prepared and you feel confident before the interview starts, they can be pretty straightforward. So today we are going to talk through our top tips to delivering your best performance in an interview. And we'll be covering off preparing for an interview, performing in an interview and post interview and follow up. So the first section is preparing for an interview. So the most important thing you should be doing leading up to an interview is research. We talked through all of this during our last workshop. And if you didn't attend that one, don't worry, it's all available on our YouTube channel, RHR Talks. But to briefly recap for those who didn't attend, you need to make sure that you research the role. So you need to really know the job description well so that you can relate your own experience to the requirements of the role. So hopefully you've got a copy of the job description from the company, um, or perhaps the advert has given you quite a lot of detail when it comes to that job description. So my best bit of advice would be to just go through each part of that job description and really think about examples of where you've done that part of the job description in previous roles. And so you've got those examples ready to go in interview when you get asked asked questions about that job description. The second part is you need to make sure that you research the company. 
So top tips would include, you know, review the company social media pages. So, you know, what's the really hot topic at the moment? So you can talk um, to them about that and ask really sort of smart and relevant questions, which we'll go into in a bit more detail at the end of, of, of this webinar. Um, check out recent news stories as well related to the business. You know, you can find out information about, you know, recent perhaps financial um, results or, or rebranding that they're doing or new products, whatever it is, um, you know, really immerse yourself in that research so you can really show passion for the brand and like I said ask some smart questions at the end. The other top tip I'd give is make sure that you review the LinkedIn profile of the interviewer. So what is their background? You know, how long have they been in that role? Um, and you can have a look and see if you perhaps have crossed paths in, in the past in previous roles. So, you know, again, you can kind of relate to them and get an understanding of sort of their background and perhaps ask them questions um, around that as well uh, at the end of the interview. But the most important thing I'd say is look at the company website. So pay particular attention to the vision statement or company ethos. So make sure that you demonstrate that you understand the company's vision through your answers and really relate all of your answers back to that. Because like I say all the time, passion for that brand is really, really key and will you know, really make you sort of stand out on the day over other candidates. So preparing for an interview, we also want to look at pre-work projects. So it very much depends on what is asked of you from the interviewer. Um, often they will request some pre, pre-work, something to for you to go away with, take some time um, before the interview and prepare. So this could be anything from a presentation, a SWOT analysis or a business plan. They're the most common that we tend to see. So we're going to give you an overview of our top tips when completing these. So with presentations, it may sound obvious, but do make sure that it looks professional and it is also done on a computer. So when I say professional, um, just ensure that it is in line with the company branding, whether you're using the colorways or the logos, make sure that it's relevant. So reread that brief again and again until you're 100% sure that you're answering the question. Stick to the limited time. So make sure that you practice it and make sure that you're timing when you're practicing it. There's nothing worse than going in and spending all this time doing a presentation, but you get cut off short um, due to the amount of time that, that's been allotted for the presentation itself. Leave copies with the interviewer. So again, make sure that you print them off. Um, I always say if there's two people interviewing you, print off two. If there's three, then print off three. You just want to make sure that each interviewer has a copy at hand so they can scribble down notes on it and ensure that you pop your name on there as well. So when they do take it away, they can revert back to it when they're looking at, at feedback and, and reviewing um your suitability for the job role. So SWOT um, analysis. Uh, this is a simple strategic planning tool that's designed to help you identify strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats of a chosen subject. So they're really designed to get you thinking and highlight your understanding of either a business, a product, um, a store, a site, yourself even. Um, SWOT is an acronym and are as follows. So strengths, this section describes what the subject does well. Strengths capture the positive aspects of a subject that really add value. So whether that's a shop floor or a 
um, website, for example, I could say that both offer a really strong customer journey. Weaknesses. So here we really want to identify the factors that um, are out that are in the company's control that are capturing negative aspects of that chosen subject. So that could be absolutely anything that we can impact. So when we are then looking at opportunities, this is where we want to really highlight where we can add value and they'll be reflective of our weaknesses. Make sure that we're not going crazy on weaknesses. We don't need like a long list. We don't want a long list of negatives about a business that you want to work for. I always suggest three at most. So as I mentioned, opportunities are really going to reflect your weaknesses that you've highlighted. Um, so do be aware that you need to cover these off and how can you turn them around? and make them into more of a positive. Threats. Threats are external factors beyond our control. So this could be anything from Brexit, it could be COVID, it could be the weather, it could be our competitors. So again, it's a nice way to highlight that we know who those competitors are. So another, another small um, but really crucial part of the interview process uh, is making sure that you have a copy of your rights to work. Um, except all formats are things like obviously your passport and your birth certificate um, or a work visa if applicable as well. So do make sure that you have a digital copy available to send to companies when they ask for it straight away. Um, but also always know where your original documents are so you can take them when you do meet people for face-to-face -face appointments as well. We have unfortunately had candidates in the past that are rejected from jobs or had job offers withdrawn for failing to provide this documentation as companies are not permitted to, uh, to employ you until it has, has, it has been handed in. So it's super important that you have this ready and to hand, um, obviously, to get it across to them. So the second part of the day we're going to talk about is performing in an interview. So I'm going to be discussing telephone interviews. So typically, telephone interviews are usually the first interaction that you'll have with a business when entering the recruitment process. It's important to remember, though, that it, this part is just as crucial as any other part of the interview process. And you are likely being assessed from that initial conversation, um, even to when they're sort of booking in that appointment um, to book you in for a telephone interview. So just make sure that at all times, you know, you're super professional, super warm and engaging sort of straight away. Telephone interviews um, are typically an information gathering exercise to assess your suitability for the role. So they'll cover the basic things like, can you access the location to the role? Are you happy with the salary bandings? Um, they'll probably run through your CV um, and just get all that information that they need before they invest more time on you in the interview process. Um, so it typically is sort of the basic stuff, but you do need to take it, um, you know, just as, like I said, just as importantly. So top tips would be to, you know, ditch the pyjamas and dress in, you know, your business wear or business casual. You know, remember, it's all about that sort of professional sort of mindset. So treat it like any other interview. Another top tip I'll give you would be make sure that you call a friend so you can warm up your vocal cords or sing in the mirror or do whatever it is you need to do um, to make sure that you, you sound, you know, um, really sort of confident on, on that on the phone. 
Another tip would be um, to make sure that you remove any distractions. So TV's off, pets are absent, kids are occupied. Um, so you're not going to get distracted by anything when you're on the telephone interview. And do be ready sort of five to 10 minutes in advance. So you don't feel sort of rushed or flustered when they do sort of make that call. So you can just kind of, you know, relax into it, you know, get your research in front of you. So you've got your notes there. Um, one big bonus of a telephone interview is they actually can't see you. So you can have all your notes in front of you, um, you know, look through your research uh, and feel sort of nice and relaxed before you get started. The other bit of advice I'd have, you know, have a glass of water handy. You know, if you get a bit of a croak in your, in your voice or you start can't stop coughing. Uh, another one is, I know it sounds really obvious, but make sure you have signal as well. Uh, the amount of times I've called up candidates for telephone interviews and they say, oh, yeah, I do get really bad signal in my house. And it's, you know, if it's booked in advance, just make sure that you are in a location, even if it's not your house. You know, if you need to go and do it in a car or something, uh, drive down the road where you've got better signal. You know, you don't want to be cut off mid-flow when you're talking to, to somebody really important in the business and you're trying to make a great first impression. So make sure you have signal. Take a copy of your CV with you. I know that sounds obvious, but often questions are asked around your CV at that first stage. So you want to make sure that the answers you're giving correlate to what they've got in front of them. So particularly when it comes to things like, um, you know, employment dates or, or KPI results and things like that. So, yeah, have your CV in front of you um, so you can talk through that. Have a pen and paper available to take notes. Um, often at this first stage, whoever's interviewing you can sort of give little nuggets of information on perhaps the next stages um, or people that might be interviewing you on the next stages or perhaps things, things that the company are doing that hasn't been, you know, perhaps released to the press or isn't on their website yet. So, you know, you can make notes um, and then obviously talk about that in um, sort of coming, coming interviews and, and it kind of gives you that edge. So make sure you've got a pen and paper available as well to take notes. And then my last bit of advice is make sure that you breathe, you listen and you smile because, you know, you can really change the way you sound over the phone just when you're smiling. So and I can definitely tell when I'm interviewing candidates um, if they are sort of smiling at the end of the phone. So, you know, uh, smile, often standing up helps as well. It kind of makes you sound more sort of engaged and energetic. So if that works for you, do it. Um, but the key thing is, yeah, to sort of breathe, listen, smile and, and do try to enjoy it. So online interviews, um, these are definitely the most common form of interview at the moment and for the foreseeable future. Um, I feel everything is going online, at least that first stage kind of meeting after a telephone interview. So these will often be organised over Skype, Zoom, Google Hangouts or Microsoft Teams. Um, but don't get caught out by assuming that you know how to use them. Always ensure that you double check that platform um, that they've requested. And if you're unsure of anything, just ask. Um, yeah, if you have any issues, ask the person who's arranging and setting up that interview for you. So we're going to be talking through four different sections of successfully completing a video interview, setting, appearance, demeanour and technology. 
So our setting, the right environment should definitely be well lit. Um, ensure that you play around with your camera um, and positioning in the room beforehand. There's nothing worse than kind of a real strong glare um, coming through and, and making it hard to see the person that you're com conversating with. Try and sit in front of a blank wall um, ensure that there's nothing kind of in that background that can distract the person or people that are interviewing you. I mean, I've been in like meetings before and, and nosed around people's kitchens and front rooms and family photos. So yeah, make sure that they can't get distracted and sit in front of a blank wall if possible. If you do not live alone, make sure that you've made everyone aware that lives with you, that you're interviewing. You know, it's not just another... Um, work meeting it is an interview so let them know and I'm sure they'll they'll be cautious of sound and and distractions and things um if someone does walk in um my husband's walked past my zoom calls plenty of times um but if they do it could be a pet it could be your child um don't panic you know apologize pop your microphone on mute and go deal with that situation if you have to. We'll all understand. We've definitely all been through it over the last 12 plus months. Um, and again, remember like phones going off and doorbells ringing. They're just simply out of our control sometimes. So again, just don't panic, stay calm. Um, and I'm sure the interviewer will understand. Keep your environment free from clutter. Um, usually when we are nervous, we can fiddle. Um, I've seen people do it in face-to-face -face interviews with pens and things. And it'll be the same in a um, virtual online interview as well. Make sure there's nothing that you, you're able to kind of grab hold of and play with um, just out of nerves. So appearance, um, it is important just to follow the same rules as you would do for a face-to-face -face appointment. So make sure what you're wearing is really reflective of the company culture. Um, if you're, again, unsure, always ask whoever's setting up that interview for you, what is the company dress code? Um, if it's a proper corporate company and they want a suit and tie, then wear a suit and tie. If it's more relaxed and in more I guess like a fashion retailer um, ensure that you are reflective of that brand um, do be aware though that any bright colors reflective clothing some patterns may affect the camera um, so you don't want that to be a distraction also to the interviewer so have a have a look beforehand keep jewelry to a minimum um, I, I get it a lot of the time when I wear watches or bracelets at work and I'm typing away. It can make some noises on my desk or my laptop. So do be aware of that as well and ensure you get a good night's sleep um, the day before. I know that, you know, it's easy now just to kind of roll out of bed and, and put some clothes on and get straight to our desk and laptop. But make sure that you get a good night's sleep and have that routine in the morning. Um, or early afternoon, whenever that interview, interview is, just to ensure that you're ready.
Um, Demina, so body language is so important when you're meeting someone in, por- um, in person, but it's also important over the camera and the screen. So do not slouch. Make sure that you maintain good posture. Try raising your laptop prior to the interview just to raise your eye level as well. I tend to put a shoebox um, under my, my laptop. Um, active listening is super important. So, you know, nods and in agreement, smiling and looking interested and engaged is super important um, on an online interview. And don't talk too fast. So allow yourself time to answer the question. And also remember, because it is virtual, there may be a delay um, in some of the the responses and sounds as well. So just slow down that pace slightly. So technology, make sure your laptop, your tablet, um, mobile phone, whatever device you're using or app you're using, make sure that everything's working. So from the camera video to the audio, um, if there's any issues beforehand, then you can make sure that you've got time to to correct them. Um, Make sure your device is fully charged at night. Um, The night before, I always suggest, um, I've had it where my laptop's been on and I've unplugged and forgot to plug back in and I'll be in a meeting and all of a sudden I can see the charger in the corner flashing. So Make sure you're fully charging your device the night before. Um, Make sure that there's no distractions again. So technology in our home from radios, TVs, mobile phones. It might even be that you've got your emails or LinkedIn up and your desktop um, as you're doing the interview. So make sure you've closed those and check that your internet connection is good in advance. Obviously, things happen um it may drop off during the actual interview don't panic um again it happens we've all been there so just kind of restart it get logged on as soon as possible if you feel like it is taking a while then do try and pop over a quick email or message to the interviewer or whoever's arranged it for you to let them know that you're having those technical difficulties but don't panic and just get back logged on as soon as possible Brilliant. Yeah. You don't want any of those funny filters, do you, as well, with an online one like that poor lawyer over in America when you had that cat filter on his face. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. But OK, so next stage is we're going to talk about our face to face interviews. So in most cases, the interview of choice for many businesses uh, is going to be a video interview, of course. Um, but actually, businesses are now starting to opt to do sort of final stages face to face. So obviously, as um, everything starts reopening and the COVID restrictions, go down as well um, we'll obviously see a lot more of this as well so uh, they'll still probably still be sort of minimum contact um, but typically um, with the face-to-face interview if it's a bit further down the line you'll typically only have uh, maybe two two at the most sort of three candidates anyway so what I would say with um, face-to-face interviews are is that the introduction is really important here it definitely creates the first impression of you as a person. And it can be really difficult to break a bad first impression. Um, I think there are some stats that sort of say, you know, interviewers, although they shouldn't, do make a decision on somebody within the sort of first sort of five, 10 minutes, don't they? So that first impression is super important. So um, offer, um, you know, when we're allowed to, a firm but not too firm handshake or, or elbow pump um, as we are now doing. 
um, you know, make really, really good sort of eye contact and, and offer a really warm sort of greeting. Um, and also don't wear any sort of massively overpowering fragrances and things like that as well. I mean, for the main part of the interview face-to-face, it should be no different to sort of the online interview that obviously Danielle's just discussed. Um, But you do need to remember that you dress appropriately. So do just ask for the dress code beforehand if you are unsure um, and dress to reflect the the brand. There's nothing more awkward if you do feel, you know, too corporately dressed um, or or too underdressed. So, uh, yeah, ask what the dress code is before you go in. In a face-to-face, you need to be really aware of your body language as well. So make sure it's really open, make sure it's really engaging, you know, perhaps try and sort of mirror theirs and and how they're sat, that sometimes helps. Um, And and like Daniel said, really listen to what the questions are that are being asked as well. So um, active listening is really important. Um, Really think about the question they're actually asking and don't talk or or interrupt um, when your interviewer's talking as well, because there's nothing that can be more sort of off-putting as well um, than that. So, um, yeah, that's super important. Um, don't be too familiar as this can be really off-putting as well so remember that you are there to talk business Um, you do need to sort of remain professional obviously you will have to kind of go you know slightly with the cues of that person who's interviewing you so if they're being very friendly and very familiar obviously you know you can react to that as well but do remember that it is still a professional interview so you do need to you know keep professional as well don't um, feel the need to fill dead air as well as, as you'll end up sort of over talking. So, um, yeah, be, be aware of that as well. You know, any sort of good interviewer, if they've not got enough information from you, they will ask you to elaborate or ask for more information. So, yeah, try, try not to sort of fill dead air. And and also use appropriate language. So obviously swearing is is a big no. Um, I've had really good candidates in the past um, be rejected from from interviews because of that. Um, But also think about sort of keywords that you should be including. So things from the job description um, and perhaps key language that that company sort of uses as well. Do try and include that as well. So you sound like you are sort of part of the business already. And at the end of the interview, make sure that you ask questions, make sure those questions are really smart questions, which we'll talk about a bit further on in this webinar and leave with a thank you um, as well. And a really sort of nice, nice smile. And when we're allowed to sort of, you know, firm handshake as well. So star examples in most competency based interviews, the ideal way to answer questions is to adopt the star technique situation. Talk through the situation that you have dealt with task. Talk through the task at hand action. What action did you have to take to deal with it and result? What was the result of that action? What was the outcome? So a quick example of um, me using that technique. So I had to increase sales to hit my annual target. Um, We needed another £2,000 to achieve that. The action that we took was we decided to host a VIP night inviting everyone on our CRM list. Um, This was a massive success and we actually made £3,500. As a result, we're also now hosting quarterly and this will then get rolled out to the entire region moving forward. So this is a method of answering questions that can be applied to any competency-based 
question or questions that lead with, can you give me an example of a time when? So we're going to continue with the theme of, you know, performing an interview and Danielle and I are now going to talk about sort of answering killer questions. So what we mean by that is in this section, we simply want to help you answer the most sort of important questions during that interview. So these are the questions where the answer could make or break it for you when it comes to the interview and where you can sort of really stand out as, as the best candidate. So the first question we're going to talk about is um, what do you know about the company um, and role? So you're not required to be an expert on the organisation or the role. But the key thing is that you show a genuine passion or interest and definitely the basic understanding is expected. So you've really thought about why you're applying and, and, and what you, and that you know about that, that company as well. So Danielle and I are just going to do um, an example for that one. So Danielle is applying for a consultant role at RHR. So Danielle, um, what do you know about our company RHR and the role as a, uh, as a consultant? So I know RHR as a business has been around for over 30 years and is well established within both the retail and hospitality sectors. Um, I've noticed over the last few years, the business have really reached out and branched outside of that, whether that's with football clubs, museums, health providers. Um, my role as a consultant would really be to support my clients in finding top talent through advertising, headhunting, interviewing and managing that whole 360 recruitment process. Brilliant. So from that, I can hear that Danielle has done research in our company and she understands the role as a consultant. So that's great. So the next killer question we're going to talk about is why do you want to work here? So whilst more money, shorter hours or less of a commute are all potential factors for your next role, they're really unlikely to make you stand out um, on the day versus other candidates. So to answer this question, you must have researched the company and really reply with the company's attributes. So what you see them as. So what you see as sort of the main qualities of that company. So you can really sort of match your passion for the company is the most important thing here. So um, Danielle, why would you or why would you like to come and work at RHR? Um, as I mentioned, the business itself is extremely well established within the recruitment industry um, and work with some really exciting businesses such as Benefit Cosmetics, Sofa.com, Uniqlo, Hobbycraft, um, William Grant and Son. I've also looked into the training and development plans for new starters um, and I really want to be able to get supported within this change of career for myself um, and learn the, the basics to really hit that gr the ground running um, it's an opportunity to to progress based on my personal performance which I think is really motivating um, as if I'm personally doing well I don't want to be limited by my progression and the opportunities that I have within a business brilliant the next killer question we're going to talk about is what is your reason for leaving so Wherever possible, be positive, even if your role was short term or didn't quite work out as you had expected it to. So 
um, you know, whatever it was, it will have actually added some extra experience um, to your CV. And there will be some skills that you can sort of add to your career history. So we don't want to hear negatives like, you know, I really didn't like my boss or, you know, I hated that company. You know, even if, you, you know, the culture wasn't in line with you and you didn't particularly like that company, there should be part of that experience that you can draw from that's positive. Um, and they're going to want to see that sort of positivity um, in the interview as well. So, um, you know, why is this the right time in your career? You know, you can kind of flip it that way or what value will it add to your CV? You know, what they want to see is that you're still sort of growing and developing and that you're still keen to learn. So, Danielle, um, what is, is it that you're leaving um, this company? So I'm really wanting a new challenge from store management. I feel like I've hit somewhat of a glass ceiling in my career long term. Um, I'm wanting to stay within a sales environment with a focus on people. Um, so recruitment sounded seems to be the obvious choice for me personally. Brilliant. So the last killer question, and I often get asked about this one uh, when I'm interviewing candidates or when I ask it, um, you know, people do tend to sort of struggle with it a little bit is, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? So many interviewers will ask you to name your strengths um, and weaknesses, and typically people find it a lot easier to express their strengths, but really struggle when it comes to identifying even one weakness. And I think part of the reason for this is that they don't want to disclose a particular weakness, as they fear that this may result in them failing to be successful in getting the job. So a good initial answer would be to really just sort of talk about the strengths part, you know, relate it back to the job description, um, perhaps as well that you've obviously done with all your research and stuff. So, you know, if they're looking for somebody who's a strong communicator, talk about the fact that one of your strengths is that you are, you know, a really excellent communicator as well if they're looking for somebody with strong management experience talk about you know how how good you are at sort of managing a team and what good interpersonal skills you have generally and you know that side of things but I guess for weaknesses you do need to discuss something that's a development area but the key thing is that you're actually actively working on that weakness um, so and also that you choose a weakness that won't be sort of a negative impact on the business that you're working for at the moment or potentially on the role that you're going for as well. So I guess a top tip would be to sort of, you know, think about your last review with your line manager. Think of a recent sort of, you know, PDP and ask, you know, think about what they asked you to do before your next sort of review. So talk about that um, as a weakness and give them specifics about what you're doing to to sort of address that weakness. All we want to know as a HR person or recruiter or line manager when we are interviewing and you are talking about your weaknesses is that you've got that self-awareness, you know what you what they are and that you're actively doing something about them. So multiple stages of interviews. Um, there is always going to be different stages of an interview process. It, I think it very much depends on your level of experience and where you're at within your career. So don't be put off if there are multiple stages um, as each stage really does serve a different purpose. So the most obvious being that along the way, you're likely to meet different members of the team of the business that you'll be working with and for. 
So the first stage, um, as we discussed previously, is likely to be a telephone pre-screening interview. This is the first stage um, of the process. You'll often speak with someone that is there to really check the basic information and get an overview or a fill for you as a candidate um, and whether that aligns with the job role and vice versa. So it's often done over the phone. Don't be alarmed if it's simply the first stage and isn't a long process. Um, it tends to be around, say, 20 to 30 minutes at most. The next stage um, is the first stage interview, I guess. It's the more structured part of the interview. You're likely to be meeting with someone more senior within the company or your direct line manager. This will be a more structured part. Um, they're going to ask around your competency-based questions, your achievements. Um, so yeah, it's really about getting the detail behind your experience and highlighting those results. The next stage um, tends to be that final stage interview. Um, sometimes companies like to take this interview to a third stage um, where that's where a presentation might be, be used or you would have done that previously. The final is more of an informal meet. Um, it could be a meet the teams. It could be a coffee chat. We've had um, candidates go and meet with people within a business, but outside of the office or outside of where they'll be working, just so it's more relaxed. But don't be um, don't be too relaxed. I think it's still an interview. Um, you still want to put your best foot forward. Usually at this stage as well, sometimes it is between two people and it is really hard to kind of tear experiences apart and it is based on the person and fit for the, for the company. So yeah, still put your best foot forward and still be very much prepared. Um, but do just be yourself and ensure that you can seal the deal and, and get that job offer. At the end of an interview, there'll usually be an opportunity for you to ask some questions. So you really need to make sure that you have some smart questions prepared. Don't ask anything you could have found out by doing your research. And don't ask anything relating to sort of time off, you know, benefits, you know, that, that sort of thing. You know, the, the key thing they want is for you to demonstrate that, that you have that real passion for the brand. So a lot of the questions might have been answered sort of as you've sort of gone through the interview process. So do make sure you've got a good sort of maybe eight to 10 questions to sort of ask, because typically, you know, you probably only have two or three that you can ask by the end you get to the interview. But uh, I mean, the kind of questions you could ask are things like, what does a typical day on the job look like? Um, or, you know, what kind of training do they offer? Because that's really important and that'll be a big sort of attractive part of it as well, how much they sort of, you know, develop and, and invest in their teams. You know, how is feedback provided as well? So that will kind of hopefully give you an idea of when you're here um, and, and, and how you'll, you'll get that feedback because there's nothing more frustrating than going for an interview and, and obviously not, not getting that feedback. And, and Danielle in a minute will talk through, you know, um, how to chase um, companies with that. What the company team culture is like is 
quite a good question. So, you know, who's on the team that you'll be working with? You know, uh, how do they work together? What are they like? Because because often you can sort of get an idea of the, the business, but actually the, the team sometimes can be a little bit different. So, you know, really immerse yourself in that. Find out who's on the team, who you'll be working with, how they like to work together, how they like to communicate, that sort of thing as well. You know, so almost talk like you're already within that role. So it shows that engagement. Another, you know, good question to ask are, you know, what are the next steps in the interview process? You know, so in other words, you know, when you're going to let me know when I'm when I'm when I'm hired um, or, you know, what what prep do I need to do before that next sort of stage? Um, another question as well that I like is, you know, what would be the biggest challenges of this role? Uh, I think that's a really good one because you can then hopefully cover off that um, with the interviewer as well and talk about what you can bring to the role and how you could sort of cover those challenges before you've even sort of started and, and what you're going to bring to the table. But I think the big thing is to really make it personal, those questions as well. So like we said at the beginning, when you've done your research on the role and on the company, um, hopefully you will have looked at the person that's interviewing you. Um, so, you know, ask them about what they love about working for the company. You know, what's what's kept them there for, you know, five years and, you know, what their development has been like in the business. Because, you know, people do like talking about themselves and it's a really good way as well to sort of make it personal and sort of engage them as well. So finally, we're going to look at post-interview. Um, I feel like this is super important and it's a question that I get asked about quite a lot. How do you go about kind of following up from an interview? During these times, it is taking a little longer for interviewers to provide feedback. Um, it, due to the pandemic, we've got a lot of people on furlough, a lot of people um, working part-time hours or from home. So it's harder to kind of sit people down and get meetings booked in. Um, so it's perfectly acceptable just to pop over a follow-up email. A good idea is to send an email directly after the interview has taken place or, you know, a few hours hours um, after just kind of giving a summary of how you felt it went and also to, to give thanks for the opportunity and their time for meeting you. Um, this will be a lot easier for you to then follow up with a chasing email. So give it a few days. Um, give it at least, um, I would say, three to four days if you haven't heard back and then just pop over a follow-up email. Make sure that you follow up with these three steps um, that, that we like to, to keep when we're drafting emails. So keep it positive, keep it light. Um, you know, don't start with, oh, I haven't heard from you yet. Keep it very positive. How's your week been? How's your weekend been? Um, keep it somewhat formal, but definitely use your judgment in regards to however they talk to you and correspond with you via emails is how you want to correspond with them. Um, keep it short. Hiring managers don't tend to have loads of time to go through all of their emails. There are a lot of emails that, that hiring managers, HR teams and recruiters get on a day-to-day. -day. So yeah, definitely keep it short, keep it to the point, stick to the subject and make it impactful. End with a question so that they definitely come back to you on that as well. So that's it from us. Um, just to summarise what we've covered off today in our, our second webinar. Um, so today we have discussed our top tips for when attending interviews. So the areas that we have covered 
include preparing for an interview. So research, research the role, research the company, preparing pre-work. So that could be anything from presentations, what analysis or a business plan. Um, ensure that your right to work is good to go. You must have it and you've got it at hand to provide the potential new employer when asked. Um, we then looked at performing in an interview. So we've discussed the best practice for attending different stages of interviews and um, different types of interviews, including telephone, online, face to face. We went through some real killer questions um, and how best to answer them and also some good questions for you to prepare to make sure that you get the most out of the interview walk away feeling you've had your questions answered and looking engaged and wanting that that job opportunity we then quickly looked at post interview and how to follow up so I quickly just spoke through how we would look at approaching um the follow-up for an interview um and again, it's something we get asked a lot about. Brilliant. So, you know, of course, there's so much more we could have ex expand on with any subject. You know, Danielle and I have got lots of experience. We could we could be here for hours. Um, but we really wanted to give you an overview today from our perspective of how to ensure that you're maximising your chances at interview. We really do hope that you found today beneficial and that there is something you can take away to aid you with your job search and really just sort of give you that edge over our competition. Do stay in touch with us and to find out, more, find out more about RHR Talks, including our RHR podcasts, do please log on to our website, our RHR website, and also click and follow us on the RHR LinkedIn page. That's where we'll be posting all the additional sort of dates for upcoming events as well. We'll also be sending a, a feedback form afterwards and any feedback would be gratefully received. You know, ideas of topics would be fantastic as well. But thank you again, everybody, for your time today. You've been listening to RHR Talks. A third workshop is currently being put together, so make sure to follow RHR on LinkedIn as to not to miss out securing your place on the next workshop. For more information on the vacancies and services we offer, then head over to our website at www.rhr.co.uk or reach out to any of the consultants directly. Tim and I have some really exciting conversations in the diary over the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.